welcome to the ministries of the Bohomi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him in all the earth. And the pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you're about to hear. Well, praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning again, friends. Welcome to this another broadcast. I'm glad that you are with us this morning. I trust that you are well by God's grace, that you and your family are doing well. This morning, I would like to read from the Word of God from Hebrews chapter 12 or chapter 5 for that matter verses 12 through 14. That's Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 14. And the scripture reads, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. For every one that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Let us pray. O God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity as we look into your word this morning. Pray that your Holy Spirit would minister to our hearts, that you would use your word to bless us today, to encourage and strengthen us in our walk with you. We give you thanks, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. This morning I want to talk about discerning between good and evil. And as we move into this uh, new year, we are desiring, and I trust all of us, it is the desire of our hearts to have a closer walk with God. Yes, that this year be a year when we all desire to walk more closely with the Lord. So, discerning between good and evil does not come automatically with salvation. The Bible is teaching us here that it is an ability that comes with time and exercise. The Hebrew believers refuse to move beyond the first principle of God's word. And when a person decides not to move beyond the first principle, that person is immature and needs to grow spiritually. First principles here mean 
the basic principles of God's word, the elementary teaching, the ABCs of God's word. They are the very basic teaching of salvation and of spiritual growth. Such teaching as a person needs to be saved and how a person can be saved. Then a person should grow spiritually. A person should live righteously. And a person should worship. Such basic truths are these as these are the milk of the word. They are truths that are to be preached and taught, but they are the truth for the unsaved really and the young believers for the babe in Christ. They are to be learned and learned quickly by believers. And then that believer is to move on to maturity. Here the Christian life is compared with physical growth. A young believer is said to be a babe in Christ and the first principles of God's word are said to be the milk upon which that person is to be fed. A young believer is to feed upon the milk of the word, the first principles. But he's expected to grow until he is feeding upon the meat of the word, studying and growing, gaining a mature understanding of the Christian life. The situation among the Hebrews believers to uh, whom the apostle wrote at this point was somewhat tragic for they were spiritual dwarfs. They, they were deformed and undeveloped. They should have been mature and fully developed. They should have been teachers. That is, they were to be the ones bearing witness to Christ, sharing the glorious message of Jesus Christ with their friends, their neighbors, their family, their fellow workers, but they were unable. Why? Because they were immature, so immature, Paul says, that they themselves needed someone to reteach them the first principles of God's word. And I know we all know some persons, some believers who profess faith in Christ a long time but have not shown any sign of growth, any sign of development, any sign of advancement in their uh, walk with the Lord. And this comes about primarily because they have not moved from the first principles, the elementary principles. And so they remain as babes in Christ. Imagine no growth for 5, 10, 20 years. Just think about it. Instead of these believers being in the position where they are able to teach others, they themselves need to be taught the basic 
principles all over again. Paul, in writing to the Corinthian brethren, said to them in 1 Corinthians 3, 1 and 2, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babe in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. So Paul could not have fed them with meat because they were babes in Christ, but he is saying at this point that they were still not able to deal with the hard stuff. They were still in that elementary stage. In, in, in chapter 14, verse 20, he writes, Brethren, be not children in understanding, howbeit in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. Now, we all know children when it comes to malice, and uh, children have issues with each other, but uh, in no time at all, they're able to uh, move beyond that. I, I recall, you know, in my childhood, there were, in our community, there were some parents who were at odds with each other, and they would tell their children, don't talk to or don't accompany, or have nothing to do with the other child or children from the other family. But when we go to school, uh, we are all one. Everything is forgotten. Whatever may have caused the, the riff is forgotten and children are playing together. And it's interesting sometimes when, uh, you know, the children are going home and they see the parents, they have to separate themselves from certain group because that's not the group that they were supposed to be talking to. They were children when it comes to malice and that is what the Bible is saying to us here, that one of the signs of a spiritual maturity is that the believer is like a child when it comes to malice. We don't hold people hostage for life. That's a sign of immaturity. But the Bible says here that when it comes to understanding, that's where we are to be adults. And the flip side was what was taking place in the lives of this uh, group of believers in understanding they were children. They, they didn't understand, but when it comes to malice, they were able to hold it on for a long time. Paul is saying, no, that is not how it is supposed to be, because when you allow that to take place in your life, then Ephesians 4 and verse 14 comes into play that the Bible says we are to be no more children tossed to and fro. And when we allow malice to, uh, you know, take over our lives and we do not move beyond that to gain understanding, to forgive and to move on, then the enemy has us at his disposal 
and can toss us here and toss us there because we are not living our lives in obedience to the word of God. The Bible says, as we are seeing here, for when you, for when, for the time you ought to be teachers, that's verse 12, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. So when it comes to the oracles of God, those who are taught need to be mature and they themselves now are to become teachers. And by teachers, you're not necessarily talking about, you know, uh, um, exegesis teaching, exegetical teaching, or but simply sharing one's faith, telling others of the love of Jesus, teaching our unsaved friends, our unsaved loved ones who do not know the Lord as their Savior, teaching them the way of the Lord because we know the way. We have surrendered our lives to Christ. And as a result, we are to grow up in him so that we might be able to teach others also. The Bible is saying to us, that a person becomes immature because they're unskilled in the word. The Hebrew believers remain unskilled in the word of righteousness. And two thoughts I share here. First of all, Jesus Christ is the word of righteousness. He is the righteousness of God. A person must believe and stand in the righteousness of Christ. Yes. We have to believe, we have to trust, we have to throw ourselves upon the Lord's righteousness. For the righteousness of Jesus Christ is a person's only hope of ever being acceptable to God. And this, my friend, is the message of the gospel. It is the gospel of salvation that God send his son to die in the place of us, in our place. And his death satisfies the requirement of the father. Yes. And so when we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, God, our heavenly father, clothe us in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That's what the theologians call imputed righteousness. That it's been given now to our account as a result of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, my friends, God, our Heavenly Father, love His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, so much that when a person, a sinner, puts his or her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the finished work that he has done on the cross of Calvary for man's salvation, God, our heavenly father, from his throne room in glory, look at that individual and declare that person to be righteous. He declares, and that's the idea of justification, the, the declaration that God made that this person is righteous. That's the righteousness of faith, my friends. 
Yes. Now when God declares us to be righteous, and there might be a whole lot of issues that we have to deal with, but it's a declaration that he makes. And he makes it because we have put our faith in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now from that point on, my friends, that's where sanctification comes in. That gradual process where daily we learn to lay aside those things, those things that are not pleasing to God, those things that belong to our former way of life, that on a daily basis, moment by moment, we put them aside little by little. We put them aside as we strive to please the Lord, to serve him. The Holy Spirit on the inside is now desiring something different. And as we yield ourselves, as we submit ourselves to the Spirit of God, then he leads us in another path. And gradually, gradually, as we submit ourselves to his leadership, then the desire for those things that we once loved, those ungodly things, those things that belong to our former way of life, gradually the desire for those things begin to diminish little by little as the Holy Spirit of God takes control of our lives. We begin to throw them off one by one and sometimes more than one, but we begin to abstain from those things, those things that are not pleasing to the Lord. This, my friends, is the process of sanctification, which we all go through as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. We all from day to day, uh, you know, strive and desire and push to overcome some situations that the enemy would want to use to entrap us, to keep us in a state where we are not able to experience the fullness of God's love, the fullness of God's mercies, the blessings that God has in store for us as we walk through this life. Because I submit to you this morning that not only does he have blessings awaiting us over there, but as we go through life, he journeys with us. And there are blessings that God wants us to experience on a daily, daily basis. The blessing of having an encounter with him, the blessing of having his presence and feeling his presence in our lives, the blessing of knowing, knowing that we are not alone, that great assurance that Jesus is with us no matter what. I am submitting to us this morning, my friends, that it is as we yield ourselves to the Spirit of God that he leads us in this process that's called sanctification. And I'm talking now about having a closer walk with God. And I believe that this should be the desire of every one of us. Yes, to be closer drawn to the Lord, to, to have a daily walk with him, not to be unskillful in the word, not to be inexperienced, no, 
but to live our lives in such a way that we're able to give glory to God. We're able to serve God in spirit and in truth. We are able to witness for him. We're able to deal with life's struggles. Amen. They don't crush us anymore. We're able to rise above them. This, my friend, is one of the benefits of having a closer walk with God. And we have this closer walk with God as we allow ourselves to be immersed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, that we, we claim his righteousness and strive to live for him on a daily basis. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 3. Verses 21 and 22 says to us, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. The word of God is the word of righteousness. Righteousness means all the teachings and doctrines of God's word. It is the Bible that teaches us about God, teaches us about our Savior, teaches us about man, about life, about the world and how to live righteous and godly lives. For the Bible says, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world as we look for the glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Think about it for a moment, my friend. Think about this awesome God that we serve, this God who has called us to himself, the one who creates the entire universe, the one who sits supreme as Lord, not dependent on anybody else, the one that exists all by himself. This God has chosen to be in a covenant relationship with us through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it does not matter who you are, where you may have been, where life may have taken you. If you would make that decision to surrender your life to the Lord, to invite Jesus into your heart in your own way and to commit yourself to God. Turn from your sin and decide, God, I want to serve you. The Bible says none that come to him, none that come to him will he ever cast out. And if you come to Jesus this morning, he will never, never cast you out. He will never refuse you. He will never forsake you if you come to him. Paul the Apostle, when he was about to leave the Ephesian elders in Acts chapter 20, after they have prayed and have 
wept together and he had encouraged them. He said to them in verse 32, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. The word of God, the word of his grace, he says, that this word is able to build you up. No matter who you are, this word is able to strengthen you. The word of God is able to, to, to give you that, that uh, strength, that fortitude, that uh, determination, whatever it is that you need to go on. The word of God is able to build you up. But you have to allow him to have his way in your life. If you're listening to this broadcast this morning and you have never surrendered your life to the Lord, the Bible says now is the day of salvation and now is the accepted time. Today is the day. And now is the accepted time. And if you hear the voice of God, do not harden your heart. Do not put it off for tomorrow if God has spoken to you today. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And I submit to you that you will never regret it. You will never because as you grow in the Lord and as you begin to understand the depths of God's love and what God has done for you in Christ Jesus and how privileged you are to become a child of God, I submit to you, my friend, that this is the beginning of rejoicing. And today can be your day when you start this journey with the Lord. And I might be speaking to somebody who has already started this journey and you are on your way, but the road gets rough, the goings get tough. I say to you, my friends, stay with it. Don't give up. Keep pressing on. Your victory is in sight. Yes, your victory is in sight. Keep pressing on. Keep forging ahead. Keep going on. God's grace is sufficient to keep you, to take you through whatever it is that you are dealing with in life, his grace is sufficient to keep you. And I trust today that you allow him, submit yourself to his authority and allow him to have his way in your life as you desire to have a closer walk with him. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And today, somebody can be saved by giving the Lord Jesus Christ a chance in their lives. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for joining us and do have a blessed day. Amen. Well, we just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Bavoni Baptist Church. Where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.